everyone. Welcome to the Shine a Light on series. Today we'll be shining a light on how collaboration beats competition with Amy Lima. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much. Yeah, happy to be here. Yes, happy to have you. And just to start, do you mind giving us a brief introduction to who you are? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm Amy. <laughs> um, I am a first-generation American. I am a music industry transplant. I am a recent uh, UX bootcamp graduate and a current freelance product designer working with early stage startups. Beautiful. Thank you. Super excited to chat with you on this topic. I think this is something everyone can relate to whether or not they know it, but would you consider yourself a competitive person? And what do you think are some limitations to being overly competitive, which I think we all have been at some time or another? Yeah, that's a really good question. I definitely wouldn't consider myself um, competitive at all. I've always been very collaborative in nature, always kind of extending a hand and also leaning on people whenever I could find an opportunity, whenever I felt it was safe to do so. Um, and a limit, what I feel is a limitation to being overly competitive is kind of creating a silo for yourself, right? Like if you're just staying in your own little world and you have those blinders on, I think it's very difficult to see anything outside of that. I think just varying perspectives on anything is hugely valuable, both interpersonally, just like for yourself and also your work, right? So anything that you're creating. So um, yeah, I think that you kind of limit your growth uh, if you are overly competitive in that way. Definitely. One thing I might add is that you might be sort of like limiting the value that others are bringing to the table if you're comparing yourself to them all the time. Like, oh, what I said was much better or even what they said is much better than what I said. It seems like you could spiral into a lot of insecurities and judgments. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Yeah, definitely. And I think just you know, not only is, you know, does that create its own issues, but it's also widely, wildly unproductive, right? Or counterproductive. Like mm -hmm. instead of sp spending that time kind of picking yourself apart or measuring yourself against someone else or trying to one up someone else, you could be spent instead, you know, find a space to collaborate together and come up together and be able to contribute to each other's ideas and create something better. So, you know, beyond just bad vibes, um, I think it just ends up holding you back, you know? Yes, definitely. I want to tie these two things, competition and collaboration together a little bit more. But first, I'd love to hear what some of your best experiences with collaboration are. And I'm assuming you'll bring up some of your boot camp experiences since that's super fresh, but anything you want to say? Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm. it's interesting because what I consider one of my most successful collaborations during my bootcamp actually wasn't even uh, involving me, uh, myself. So a good a good friend of mine, like in my bootcamp, she reached out to me about us uh, potentially collaborating on our final capstone project together. Um, and I just happened to be like one or two weeks ahead of her in just in my scheduling and in, in my program. So I had kind of already started on the capstone project and it would have been kind of this like impractical logistical nightmare for us to somehow have our schedules overlap. So I was like, Oh my God, like, you know, that totally sucks. Cause I would have loved, you know, to do that, to partner up. Like the idea just didn't come to us early enough. And then I had the idea to <laughs> introduce her to another good friend of mine in the boot camp. So I had kind of 
had both of them as buddies and confidants, kind of like my best friends, like in this program, but they didn't know each other. So I was like, wait, you know, although I would have loved to collaborate with my friend, like that window has kind of passed. I don't think I'll be able to do that, but both of them are actually on the same exact schedule, like to the day, to the week. What if I introduce them and see what happens? And then they actually ended up collaborating on their final project and it went amazingly. Um, they both learned so much. It was their most successful project in the boot camp. They became great friends. I actually just got off a group call with them today. We chatted for like an hour. So it's been, you know, that was kind of like an amazing organic experience of like just introducing people. So like I didn't even have to be part of it, even though I really wished I could have. Um, and just seeing that blossom, honestly, for me was super valuable to even be able to facilitate them having that experience. So in my boot camp, that was definitely a highlight for me. Nice. No, it's always nice bringing people together, whether or not you're part of the final group is, is always a good idea. And I guess from your experiences, though, how do you typically optimize collaboration within a team? Because although we know it's better to collaborate than be competitive, whether it's competition based or maybe people have certain insecurities, whatever it is, um, there can be butting heads or tension for some reason. So how do we avoid that? And how do you optimize collaboration? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I think above all else, and this is just a guiding principle of mine in general, is open communication over everything, right? So I think if you're kind of just like honest and forthcoming right from the start of managing expectations, you know, vocalizing where your strengths lie, like what you enjoy doing, maybe where some of your blind spots or weaknesses are, you know, maybe you have a question or several, you know, uh, kind of unclarities throughout the process and just being vulnerable and open and honest about that throughout. I think that breaks a lot of barriers, right? I think that humanizes you and also allows you to play to your strengths, kind of allows other people to buoy any, you know, weaknesses or weak spots that you might have because they're aware of that. So I think, you know, it, it, it makes it very easy for people to kind of complement each other just if you're you know keep that that line of communication open uh from the start and more specifically um i find that making it clear from the start that you guys are partners and not competitors right so just i mean literally vocalizing that explicitly like reinforcing that feeling of like yeah no there's there's no animosity here there's no sabotage or sidestepping anyone like we're here to come up together and empower each other and i find that even making that clear um, in subtle or explicit ways really kind of breaks down those barriers and makes people that much more vulnerable to meet you in that space. No, that's a great answer. And I guess while we're chatting about empowering others, I do think it's pretty natural on a team for someone, ideally, honestly, to take some sort of like leadership role, whether they're facilitating the conversation or they just check in with folks or maybe they're the task tracker sort of person. It's helpful to have someone like that. Um, but part of collaboration is making sure everyone's voice is heard. And sometimes that leader or that strong voice in the room might overpower others, especially people less comfortable chatting. So in the spirit of collaboration, how do we make sure everyone's voice is heard? Who's at the table? That's a really good question. Um, I would almost argue like, yeah, first and foremost, that a, a really effective leader would be conscious of that um, and would kind of make it their their top priority to make sure that everyone had a voice, right? Everyone had a chance to kind of like 
make, uh, uh, give me- meaningful input um, and be part of that process. Uh, I unfortunately don't think that you don't see that enough, but in a perfect world, it's like that would be a marker of like a great leader, right? But I think that that's why it's also important for you to just be aware of it. I also think that's what makes a great team player. Um, if you feel yourself kind of always having the mic passed to you, or maybe you are just kind of a little more outgoing and extroverted in nature, very comfortable commanding conversations, or, oh yeah, I'll answer this question, kind of checking yourself as well, like reining it in and being like, oh wait, but you know, my partner actually did a great job like in this part of the project. Like, do you want to speak more on it? And kind of, again, like empowering other people, creating a safe space to where they, they feel like they are welcomed to speak on their contributions, I think is wildly important for everyone to do that. And I think there's an important distinction here that we're making, but we're making, but maybe not explicitly saying, which is it's different being a leader than it is being a boss or bossing someone around. I think this is difficult for some people to like a hard pill to swallow for some people who think that, you know, being assertive and bossy all the time is like the equation to perfect leadership or being the perfect team member. So yeah, I appreciate your your inputs and in that like humanizing the situation, being empathetic to others is super important. Yeah, totally. Um, and again, I think, yeah, just just to like reemphasize like just how important and I, I think kind of um, radical, really, that that kind of empowering leadership can be like giving your your team kind of the autonomy to to, you know, carry on these projects and give their input and shape these experiences themselves. I think that that just, you know, the potential for the team just like skyrockets with that. Um, I was a part of a small team as part of um, a small coding school called Super High. Uh, I was, thankfully, this was like a really cool collaboration. I was able to, along with their community manager and a creative coder, like one former student of the school, I was like a former design student. We kind of got together and shaped their pilot peer mentorship program under uh, under their their online school. And this was the first time they did anything like this. It was kind of, you know, in retrospect, a pretty massive undertaking for just three people to be like, you know, we're going to figure it out and design this entire mentorship experience from end to end. But all credit to our, you know, team lead, our community manager. He always, always, always made it so clear from every single step of the process that, you know, me and the other mentor were always empowered to give our opinions, to help shape the program, to, you know, give feedback when things weren't working, tweak things throughout. And with that, we were able to kind of create something more successful, mold it into something differently than what we initially envisioned, but ultimately was a more effective program. Um, And I think without that open leadership, you know, that kind of flat hierarchy in that way where we felt that it was safe to do that, maybe we wouldn't have accomplished all the great things we did with that program. So I think, you know, just speaking a bit more to the importance of that on like a leadership level, I think is super valuable. Definitely. Definitely. And I know we've chatted a bit about good leadership, being a great team member, but how would you suggest from your experiences, how can people avoid being the bad teammate when it comes to working collaboratively with others, as in maybe not showing up, not meeting expectations? I think this can come in other forms too, like not letting others speak, interrupting people. I know it might be easier said than done, but some people just have this habit of doing these things. So how can people avoid being that bad teammate? 
Yeah, it's re- it's really hard, um, but I think it's really important to dig really deep and try to be as self-aware as possible, right? With like just any of your behaviors and like just kind of being in tune with what type of teammate you are, what type of team player you are. Um, and even in those dynamics, right? Like, I don't know, like, do you feel some type of way, you know, when someone else gets praise for something, um, you know, do you feel intimidated by others? Like, do you notice that? Like, is there some like inherent sense of kind of like jealousy or like, Ooh, I kind of want to, I want to be the best, like within this little pod, you know, and kind of checking yourself for those things and kind of investigating, well, why is that? Why is it that these feelings are surfacing or what is like the underlying, I guess, motivation for me wanting to, you know, show face and and kind of like be at the top of this ladder? What do I gain really? So I think self-awareness is huge. And again, honestly, just like open and honest communication. So being very forthcoming with your team about, you know, what your intentions are like, hey, like, I'm here to grow. I'm here to do the best work we can. I'm here to deliver this project. I'm here to get to know you guys. Like, you know, I work better on a team. Um, And also speaking to your strengths and maybe your weaknesses. Like, hey, just so you guys know, I'm kind of, you know, I, I get kind of confused at this stage of the process. I don't totally know how this over here works, but like, I'm excited to learn from you guys if you can be patient with me. I think just kind of, again, like humbling yourself and, you know, just being super vulnerable and honest about, you know, just where you're at and not like this grandiose sense of I can do it all and I'm this superstar hotshot. I think a lot of people then follow suit, right? Follow that lead and it creates space for the rest of the team to do the same. So then people are, again, supporting each other instead of trying to climb over each other. And I think you really hit the nail on the head with that one. I recently heard Brene Brown chat about leadership a bit, and she really highlighted empathy and self-awareness as huge aspects of great leaders. And so what you're describing, I think, is is perfect and it makes sense. And not only are those two aspects of great leaders, but just great people to work with in general. So you don't have to be like the leader on the team. Even if you're not, even if you're a team member, you can still be like a decent person and communicate and be self-aware. So I definitely agree with that. And I'd love to switch gears slightly to chat about the interview process, because I think there's a typical question here that relates to our topic today when it comes to sort of personality-like questions. Sometimes recruiters will ask, do you prefer to work alone or with others? And I think this is an interesting personality question. Do you think from your experiences, do you think it's actually possible for anyone to truly work alone? I know it depends on the job probably, but is it bad to enjoy working alone? Like, is there a right answer to this question or do I seem uncollaborative if I say I enjoy working alone? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I think first and foremost, um, I think there's a distinction between enjoying working alone versus being a team player, right? So I think it's perfectly valid to, you know, have like a preferred work style. Maybe you're more introverted. Maybe you just kind of like, you know, being in the zone and doing your own thing and getting work done on your own. And that is not necessarily the same thing as you being unable or unwilling or uncooperative in kind of team environments, right? So I think that that's like an important difference. So with that being said, I don't think that there's anything wrong with enjoying or preferring to work alone. 
but I still think that you might not be doing yourself any favors um, just with like the, honestly, the, the quality of the work uh, you'll produce, um, you know, and also just like, again, your, your, your enriching perspectives on it, right? Having a holistic view of your workflow, what you're creating, the greater implications of it within your company, whatever it is, even if it's like a creative project, I always think that we go farther together. Um, you know, you're never going to know it all. You're always going to have inherent blind spots, biases, or, you know, again, like weak points. Um, and someone else can always compliment that. And you'll be surprised by what just someone, you know, a partner can kind of uncover or add or enhance in whatever you're creating. So while I think it's totally fine and valid, um, there's nothing wrong with it. I do think that, you know, you could kind of get to the next level of whatever you're doing by looping someone in, getting some feedback, getting some insight, collaboration, um, empowering people to to take part in whatever you're doing. Definitely agree. Even if you're doing research or something on your own, asking one other person for their thoughts could completely change the trajectory. So just to sort of wrap up competition versus collaboration, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And it's okay if you reuse an answer from earlier, because I understand if you do. But what's the most important piece to successful collaboration, in your opinion? And also, what's the biggest mistake someone can make when they're trying to be collaborative with others? If there's one thing I would say, the most important piece to successful collaboration, it would be to support and empower uh, your teammates. So filling in the gaps where others might be lacking, and in turn, the same being done to you, uh, learning from each other, asking questions, again, just kind of that radical honesty and vulnerability to be like, hey, like, how did this come together? Or, oh my God, I had no idea how to do that. Or there was this shortcut. Like, could you show me? Could you teach me? And people, you know, ju just having again, that, that candor, uh, people also love to, to, to help lend a, a hand and be able to kind of facilitate the process, impart their wisdom, however, you know, trivial it may be. Um, so again, just kind of in that spirit of collaboration over competition, like we're coming up together instead of bringing each other down, just everything about that, um, that mentality and that, uh, that vibe that, that, that you bring to the table, I think is, is the, the biggest um, secret to success in any collaborative environment. And with that, I guess the other side of the coin, the biggest mistake I would say is getting defensive or protective over your, you know, ideas or any step of the process, right? Wanting to take ownership over a collaborative effort or, you know, maybe even ego-driven, like feeling a bit, you know, insecure or some type of way about someone else kind of shining and, you know, being able to present this work and call it their own, have their name on it. If that makes you feel, you know, any type of way, I think that that's worth examining because that will definitely be an Achilles heel uh, that will slow you down eventually. Again, j just my opinion, but I do think that that's something to to watch out for that could stifle collaboration. Definitely agree with everything you just said. And I guess I do want to highlight that point you made about the biggest mistake. I think that also not knowing how to accept feedback without being like too prideful or accept criticisms, I think that's something people need to practice because it's hard the first time you receive feedback ever in your life, especially about something you're super proud of. It's like, whoa, 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 no, I think I'm right here. Like I think naturally people get defensive, but learning and growing and understanding 
people typically criticize and give feedback to be helpful. Um, and the way you react to that is very telling, I think, to the people around you. So Definitely. something to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think it's people have almost come to expect uh, people to be like, you know, like that natural reaction of being defensive or being, you know, uh, just taking it kind of like very personally, anyone who like gives feedback that it's seen as virtuous and actually like a great asset to have as any, you know, member of any team professionally, if you're just like, oh yeah, no, there's no ego here. Like I'm, you know, I'm just here to grow myself and to be better. And like, I'll take that feedback and insight from honestly anyone who has it. And apparently that's like, you know, just even like feedback I get when I, you know, interview and chat with folks, like it seems that they're surprised by that. Like, oh, wow, really? That's amazing. Like never been, you know, cause it's not a lot of people who I guess really embrace that. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to let it roll off me. Just take, take it as a learning experience and, and grow from there. Let it snowball. Um, but again, I also think that that's like a practice and I try really hard to be like very self-aware, like dissect and examine my own feelings and check my ego constantly, like on a daily basis to, so that when I'm in those situations where, you know, it kind of matters most, like in professional environments, right. I'm a designer, you know, design critiques, reviews, all of that stuff. I can take it and just use it to grow, to implement changes, you know create better work. Um, and I think that's hugely valuable. Exactly. We're on our last question. I always ask this question. Do you have any last words of wisdom? And I think this can be for people who want to collaborate more, who want to be better at collaborating if they already do it, or maybe people who are a little overly competitive and they kind of need to grow out of that. Yeah, I would say, um, yeah, just if you always go into these engagements with an open heart and an open mind, you will always get something out of it. So no matter how the project turns out, um, you'll always learn a lot about yourself, your working style, what you're capable of, what type of team member you are, you'll get all of that from collaborating with others. Um, and I think it's an invaluable skill to have in your toolkit as any sort of professional. Um, so I think, again, you'll always be better off for it. So just embracing those opportunities as a learning moment and an opportunity to better and enrich yourself. Um, yeah, going in with that frame of mind over any other potentially natural instinct that may want to prevail, let that good thought, uh, th those good vibes uh, take charge instead. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, Amy. It was great chatting with you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Loved this. Of course. And to anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always, at Opal, we shine brighter together, and we'll see you next time.